Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Sup with it. Sup with it. We're back. Here we are. The Breakdown. Once again, Pastor Johnny, Pastor Stephen. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's a good week. Okay. What what is is there a particular reason why it was good, Stephen? You can't just say it's a good week. Be so excited to get on the mic and not tell me why you think it was a good week. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a good time, man. We went and picked some strawberries and uh we made some homemade strawberry ice cream yesterday with my, my, my children and so we got to stay up late and eat ice cream and just good memories. Uh, just good week. Enjoyed some extra family time. Enjoyed some some time at the church and things like that. It's just sweet. It's a good week. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, funny enough, I knew that. I knew that you were doing that. Uh, because Stephen Moy came out, came out the, I don't even know, the, the hiatus of social media. He just started posting on social media. And on Instagram and stuff, he updated his his little profile picture on Instagram. He's he's doing everything yesterday for for social media stuff. So I was like, no, oh, this is weird. I'm not used to seeing Stephen Moy stuff in my feed, but here we are. Yeah. So uh, I just had this uh, I don't know uh, realization that uh, I was currently not very effective in reaching any of my students on social media. And uh, when we, we are through our like Richland Creek account, but I was like, man, personally speaking, uh, I probably should do better at this. And though I have had an account for a while, it was uh, pretty terrible. So I was like, man, I'm going to take a crack at it and I'm going to start expanding my horizon mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, to be out there a little more. Um, and so, you know, I, I posted pictures of us picking strawberries. So like that was it, you know, like the highlight of my week was that. And so, yeah. I'm not good at taking photos either, so it is. I feel like the photos were pretty good, actually. You were definitely doing something with the uh, with the the iPhone. Yeah, my wife took most of those photos and then sent them to me, and then I posted them. Yeah, all making sense now. It's all it's all it's all making sense in my brain. Okay, all right. Well, uh, on the docket today, uh, we have gotten so many questions, kind of pertaining to. Um, growing your relationship with Christ, discerning your relationship with Christ, um, how to strengthen your relationship with Christ. So like kind of we, in the first, uh, I don't know, maybe it was the third one. Uh, we talked about how to make a disciple, but I felt like we should probably talk about how to be a disciple. And so we kind of thought, let's try, let's talk about being a disciple. So, um, thinking about not just uh, like just to break it down in like two helpful categories, like trying to help us understand the identity maybe of like what a disciple is and then two practically what a disciple does. I think those are two helpful pieces that will like really help people kind of discern like, okay, I'm trying to grow, like how do I understand my relationship with Christ? How do I strengthen my relationship with Christ? in terms of being a disciple. Yeah. So, uh, 
I think it's important for us to just remember, you know, uh, kind of what the scripture says and that when we are saved, we are adopted into the family of God. We have been made something new. We are now in the likeness of Jesus himself. Um, we have been kind of adopted into the family of God and we have received a whole new identity. And so that's part of the, the beauty of the gospel is that we, you know, God takes something that was dead in our sins and trespasses, you know, Romans 5 and makes us alive um, and new in Jesus. And so uh, we have a whole new self. Um, and that's really important for us to think about when we, when we think about our identity, we're now in Christ, abiding in Christ. We're no, we're no longer condemned um, uh, as if we didn't have Christ. We are now not condemned uh, because now we have Christ. And Jesus has done all the work to make us right before him. And so it kind of gives us a sense of overwhelming peace of like, man, I'm good. Like not, not I didn't sin, but now positionally before the Father, like, I'm good. I'm one of Jesus. I'm one of his sheep. I'm a follower of him. I'm saved by his grace. Uh, and so, like, that's our identity is all wrapped up into him and what the work that he has done. And now we are like him. Uh, and then kind of this, how do we work that out? How do we actually live like him uh, is, a, is a big question. And uh, it's something I think a lot, of, a lot of people, no matter where they're at, no matter what age they're at, are trying to figure out, like if they do believe and they are right with the Lord, now it's kind of, man, how do I live this out? Yeah, so I was going to say um, the definition of a disciple is somebody that is intentionally following after somebody else with the intent of looking more like them. So if we're talking about being a disciple of Jesus, we are intentionally following after Jesus uh, with, the, with the intention of looking more like him. So we're going to read his word because uh, the word of God is what, is what shows us who Jesus is. It, shows us uh, God's plan for our life and, and uh, the, the way in which we should go about living a life to bring him glory. So if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, uh, we need to have uh, the word of God as a priority in our life. So, uh, you know, I know when we were talking about uh, discipleship a few episodes ago, um, we, we mentioned that one of the most important things is Bible intake. And I would say uh, the same thing is true here. Um, we need to constantly be taking in the word of God and not just uh, not only in a way in which we're reading it uh, but in a way in which we're thinking on it and desiring to apply it to our lives to watch it work in us to uh, to change us and um, I'm thinking of uh, passages like uh, Mark chapter 4 um, you know uh, in Mark chapter 4 Jesus is teaching in a parable and uh, he's teaching on the kingdom of God and uh, in, in one of his parables he says the kingdom of God is as if a man goes out and scatters seed and he goes to sleep and wakes up and he doesn't really do anything to make the seed grow, but yet the seed still grows. Um, and and as, as I study this passage and as I read commentators on this passage, they talk about this dual aspect of the kingdom being the kingdom collectively in which uh, the gospel goes forward and we see people uh, have changed lives because of placing their faith in Jesus. But there's also this gospel internally in which the word of God is working in me to cause me to look like something else. So if we're desiring growth, um, not only is it Bible intake, but 
um, I think a good place to start is prayer. Um, where you just go to God and say, God, um, I want to look more like Jesus. Please help me to look more like Jesus, right? The Bible tells us um, that when we pray, uh, if we pray in accordance with the will of God, he's going to do his will. Um, and it's God's will that we grow into, into the likeness of his son. So um, a good place to start is Bible intake and praying, asking God to work in your life to cause you to grow and look more like him. Yeah, I, I, it's helpful for us to think as we try to work this out and you think, man, what does Jesus want from me? Um, so like I got saved, I now know kind of who I am in Christ. And that's certainly going to um, kind of grow, like your understanding of that's going to grow as you grow in your walk with the Lord. So like the the older you get in your faith and the closer you get to Jesus, the more you actually understand kind of positionally where you're at and what it means for you to be saved and uh, and, and what it means for you to follow Jesus. Um, but as we understand, like, man, I'm, I'm now in Christ, and I'm to be a disciple, I'm to be Christ-like, I'm to follow him, um, kind of building on, you know, what Pastor Johnny just said, like, uh, it's helpful for us to think of it in terms of, like, what does Jesus actually want from me? Um, and, and, you know, his greatest commandment, as we see in Matthew uh, and in the Old Testament, is that we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Like we love him with everything we have. And then we also love our neighbor. And so uh, like, you know, I mean, our church has even just kind of uh, case this uh, recently kind of real easily to understand, like just love God and love others. And so when we think of it, like under those terms, like Jesus is not, He's not just given a bunch of to-do lists and a bunch of things, like just a bunch of rules to follow. A lot of people think like Christianity is really about just following a bunch of rules. And it's really not, although there are some things that you do and don't do for sure. Um, and, and Jesus certainly teaches things to do and things not to do. Um, but he kind of summarizes all, it all up into loving God and loving others and um, kind of uses this language of, I mean, you love him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so that's kind of like once you understand, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to love God. Now, how do I do this? How do I grow in this? And I think Pastor Johnny's point is uh, is is certainly true um, and very helpful and profitable for everybody to think through. And uh, I can't just do that on my own. And I can't just perform some acts and expect to now be just like Jesus because that's not what it's about, right? All of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. Like it's a whole complete self. Um, and it's not just with your actions. Like Jesus doesn't say, just do the right things and you're good. He says, no, you love God. And to love God, you got to know him. Like, I don't, I don't really love anybody I don't know. Like certainly I love people and, and all that kind of stuff, but not like the people I really do know, but I love them on a whole different level. Uh, and so uh, that, that's part of it is growing in your knowledge and your understanding of who Jesus is, spending a great deal of time with him. Um, you know, I think uh, Ephesians 4 uh, kind of helps us think about what it looks like when we think of practically speaking now, how do I do this? Um, you know, I think in chapter 4, verses 19 and following, um, and he's speaking of, other people in, in 19 and kind of what they've done and, and they have become callous and have given themselves over to sin. 
And then in verse 20, he says, but you didn't learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust and deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. And so like you, you put off the old self and you put on the new self, and this is the daily grind of, of living out your faith. This is the daily grind of like my, my own personal uh, kind of requirement in this is that I actively shed off, put off the things of the old self, the things of sin, and I actively put on things of righteousness. And then I'm, you know, part of that is actively like, you know, Bible intake, right? You're, you're actively reading the word, you're actively praying, you're seeking the Lord and asking him to help you grow. And part of that helping grow is when he says, you know, Hey son, you can't do this anymore. You say, okay, father, I'm not going to do that. That's the old me. I'm not going to be angry. Uh, you know, when I don't get my way anymore. Um, and so like, uh, you know, I can pick on my kids right now or pick on myself when I was a kid or something, but, uh, you know, I take something away from my daughters. Let's say they get a hold of a knife and they're going to, you know, run around the kitchen with it. Like, man, that's not wise. So I'm going to go take that away. Uh, and they're going to get angry, right? Because I just took something away from them. Even though it was helpful that I protected them from something, their response is uh, anger and screaming. Not all the time, but, you know, like, let's say they're a little center. So, like, they do that, that, that the practical application here is what I'm, what I'm trying to get as they, when they are saved, then Jesus is going to say, and don't be angry like that. And so now you have to say, man, I'm going to submit to that word. The word of Jesus says, don't be angry. And now I'm going to choose not to be angry anymore. Uh, and so that's part of that submission to the word. Like you're actually doing your part. Um, but it's not all just so black and white and cut and dry. Like some things are more more difficult. Some things take a little bit more kind of study, more practice, more kind of digging in to see, all right, Lord, how do I die to this old habit and this old self? And how do I put on righteousness in this area? And that's where we have to be totally dependent upon the Lord to, to help lead us and guide us. And uh, he does that through his word and through prayer. Yeah. And Stephen, I, I like what you're talking about there with, you know, surrendering things and putting on righteousness. Um, I think for so long uh, in the church, um, there was this idea of I can earn salvation. I'm talking back like way back in church history. There's this idea of I can earn salvation, um, which is one of the reasons why the Reformation um, actually happened, right? So the pendulum kind of swung in the other direction where it's all, it's all grace and faith. It's all grace and faith, which, and salvation is absolutely like there's nothing I could do to earn it. Um, there's nothing that I could do to have God look at me and say, yeah, you're deserving of being saved. But the Bible teaches correctly um, that after I'm saved, right, there is work for me to do. Um, it's not my works that save me. God, God doesn't look at me and say that after I'm saved, he's going to do these works. I'm going to go ahead and save them. But there is work to do, right? James talks about, um, I will show you my faith by my works. Paul in, in Ephesians um, says that we are created for good works, uh, that we should walk in them. Um, yeah. There's this idea of after I'm saved, there's effort that I need to put for, forward. And if I'm going to grow in my relationship with, with God, I need to practice 
Um, with work, um, serving. I need to practice with work, putting off the old self and putting on the righteousness of Christ. I need to practice submission, practice obedience, do this work. And uh, God giving me this, his spirit, God giving me his word, um, those two things working together along with my effort to practice obedience cause, causes me to grow up in my relationship with him and look more um, like Jesus, right? So uh, as we're uh, desiring growth, as we're desiring to um, look more like Jesus as we live our lives, right? There, there is effort that we have to put forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, another thing that's uh, helpful for me to think about, like, um, is man, when I'm when I'm trying to think, okay, uh, let's say I've been living in sin and now I need to get right, and I know I, I know I'm in sin because I know I'm not supposed to do something, and I feel guilty or under conviction. Um, like a lot of times we, we, we want a quick fix. We want to go to the doctor. We want to get the two pills, you know, take these, call them in the morning. I hope everything's okay. Uh, we, we want to, you know, get the uh, immediate, you know, vaccine or shot or something to take away sickness or whatever it is. But uh, the reality is uh, this stuff takes time and it takes uh, submission to the Lord. Uh, and so, uh, I think like a lot of times we we want the quick answer, but we're not really actually willing to put in the legwork. And so everything we need for spiritual growth, for knowing God, for uh, learning him, for trusting in him is all in his word. Uh, his word is what teaches us how to pray. His word is what teaches us how to live. Uh, the moment we think, man, I can get away from God's word and still grow in my walk with him. Uh, it is the moment we are uh, neglecting the avenue that he has chosen for us to grow in him. And so therefore we're not going to grow appropriately. And so he's given us his word with the intention of us using it. Uh, and it's complete. Like we have everything we need within his word to know him, to love him, to grow in our walk with him. The problem is, is that we, we want the quick, quick fix and we don't want to do the discipline and we don't want to say, man, it may take me a lifetime to learn this from his word, but I want to learn it. And so I'm going to spend the lifetime studying it. Um, you know, we want the, let me flip to one verse. that's going to fix all my problems. Let me, let me read it. Let me say a quick prayer. Let me be done. And therefore I'm cured of all my sinful desires. Uh, nope. You know, you're going to struggle with your sinful desires the rest of your life at some, you know, in some form or fashion on some level. And you need his word daily. Now, you need to study his word completely. You need to dig deep, deep, deep into his word and, and submit to it on every level and pray through and work through. I mean, there's going to be things you read and you're like, man, I don't know how to react to this. I don't know. I don't even know what it means. And that's where we can't give up. We have to actually dig deep and there's too many tools uh that are out there for you to say for anyone i think at this point to say like man i i just don't i just can't read god's word and i can't understand any things like no there's too many tools out there um you can find something you can call people you can ask people you can get help and um for the, for the most everyone here in the states is 
have access to, to way more tools than what they would ever actually need. Um, and so they can always find the tools necessary to dig deep into the word. Um, but I would say that, you know, first and foremost, uh, to, to pray and read the word. And so I think, we, I think, you know, a healthy practice is to pray before I read the word, pray during my reading of the word and pray after I read the word. And so, uh, your, your reading of the word is bathed in prayer and you learn how to pray effectively by reading the word and studying the word. And so those things should be together uh, in a submissiveness where I'm talking to the Lord. I'm allowing his word to speak to me and teach me. Uh, and then I think the other spiritual disciplines come out of that. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff kind of you guys have said, um, like going to, so Stephen, kind of your first thing um, was talking about identity. And I think that's so uh, pivotal to everything that we're talking about, right? Like identity sort of places us as believers in a position where we don't have to be afraid of not reading our Bible or not praying because our identity is in Christ. So it's not like we're having to work for our identity. Our identity has been given to us. So that's like, that helps us not be legalists, honestly, you know? And then, uh, Johnny, uh, to your point, talking about intentionality, I think that's such a, 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 an important word as we talk about even the way that we look at discipleship, um, that it's not just, man, I'm not just happening to just wake up one day, open up my Bible and read, but like I'm intentionally seeking opportunity to read my Bible, to pray, to grow my relationship with Christ, intentionality is such an important part um, because it really, it focuses our, our mind. It focuses what we do on our growth and who Christ is and growing our relationship with him. Um, Johnny, what you said about practice, I think is super valuable because I think uh, what you're saying about practice and what I think Stephen's saying, uh, just finishing up what he was saying, um, kind of the idea that your spiritual journey, your walk with Christ is going to take time that, you know, when I was, when I was in high school, uh, and I, I, I told, I remember telling this to, to one of my best friends, Josiah, um, I remember telling him this, I was, we were at his house just chilling and I looked at him and I was like, man, I wish that I could just skip all of this and I could just be like 40 years old and be a pastor of a church and just be done. Like, I wish I could just skip all this process because for me i just wanted to get like the like i just wanted to be there i just wanted to be like a 40 year old grizzled vet basically in the faith and just know a whole bunch have experienced a whole bunch just have a whole bunch of wisdom um and just be just a refined person that i wanted to be at like 16 <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't really happen, right? It takes time and it takes practice. Like you actually have to, you actually have to practice some of these things. Like I, I'm not the best, like I'm not the most patient person, but I'm certainly practicing patience when I have to like wait for my family to like go to eat dinner or something like that. Or uh, I have to be patient for certain, certain things to come, come like show up at my door or being able to leave my house. For example, this is a, a good, you know, real world example. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of practice to it. Um, yeah. and you're not going to be perfect right out the gate. And so giving yourself 
some leeway in that and allowing yourself to actually walk through that journey, I think is a big deal. So I think you guys have hit some really, really key things that are just so wise and so important. Um, yeah. And, what's up? And, and I was going to say, I think Satan uh, really likes to try to discourage us, um, both with our identity, right? He wants us to think that we're losers. Um, you know, he wants us to, to think our identity is in our own ability and in and, and who we are and, and uh, how good we are at practicing spiritual disciplines, not in that we are adopted into the family of, of God. Um, and he also um, likes to discourage us by trying to uh, have us desire things that are not yet uh, for us to have. And they might be good things, right? Like being 40 years old and a pastor. Um, but he likes to discourage us by having us think, of the someday, right? Not look at, at the process that we're going through now. He wants us to think about someday um, and get discouraged. At, at least in my, in my own walk, in my own life, I've, I've uh, seen, known that to be true. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I, you know, uh, nobody, nobody likes toil and work and i mean there may be some work you enjoy doing but nobody likes the grind of trying to to get better um, everybody wants to just be able to read the bible or not even read all of it but just read some of it and have the whole thing memorized like i just want to read through it one time and know it all and and be you know the most godly person in the world and uh, like that may be a great desire to be the most godly person in the world or something and to memorize the whole Bible, but like nobody really wants to spend years and years and years and years and years trying to memorize scripture. Everybody wants it to just be quick and easy. Um, and, you know, we're lazy uh, at studying the word and we're lazy when it comes to our Christianity most of the time uh, because we just desire something quick instead of it, you know, instead of thinking about it being a marathon where it's a lifelong journey of pursuing Jesus. Um, and we will finally catch him when we die, you know, um, and then he will make us perfect. Uh, and then he will make us, uh, into the final product of what he wants us to be. Um, but he asked us to, you know, live our life now in pursuit of him. Um, and I, I think I want to hit on something that I think will be helpful in this, in this train of thought. So most, most people are like, they actually want to, like if they're in church and they're coming and students who are asking questions like this, they actually do want to be good disciples. Um, and they actually do want to follow Jesus. And oftentimes they open their Bible and they're like, man, I read it and I, I read it today and I read it yesterday and I don't feel any different. Um, I pray, but I don't feel like my prayers are getting past the ceiling. Um, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to make it better. Um, sometimes that's because they want just immediate results and immediate effects. Sometimes that's because uh, maybe they are living in sin. They're actually unwilling to submit to the word. They're actually unwilling to confess their sins to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a reality. The scripture says, even First uh, Thessalonians, I think five, maybe nineteen, um, where we, you know, he says, "Do not quench the spirit." Like there is the the reality. There is you can actually hinder your spiritual growth due to your sin and your lack of confession, your lack of submission to the Lord. And so, uh, for many, they kind of gotten this habit of I'm going to pursue sin. 
uh, and not pursue Jesus. And then they wonder when they open up the Bible why they don't feel near the Lord. They don't feel like their walk is effective. They don't feel like they're growing. And it may be because of the overwhelming you know, mountain of sin that lays between them and the Lord. And so that's why repentance is so key uh, and confession and, and, you know, bringing your, your self before the Lord and, and, you know, asking for forgiveness and repenting of your sin. That, that's why putting off that old self is so important uh, in, in order to be able to take on the new. So we put off unholy and we put on holy things. And so uh, I think it would be helpful for people to think of the Christian walk like a marathon. Um, it, it's not, it, you know, it, it is a battle to, to live right, but it's a battle that God asks you to do today. And so he doesn't say, man, you need to do, you know, you need to do all the right things um, and, and give you a time frame. He, he really just says, do it today. And that's kind of the, the idea is you, you know, you, you deny your, yourself and take up your cross and you follow me. And the, the kind of the idea there is today. And so if you think about I me, mean, what can I do today to get right with the Lord and to study his word and to pray? And tomorrow, man, you wake up and you say, what can I do today to, to follow Jesus and be in love with Jesus? And you live each day thinking, man, I just want to be more like Jesus today. Well, then after 30 years of doing that, um, you're actually a whole lot more like Jesus. You've grown tremendously because you've submitted yourself to the Lord. Submitted? I don't even know if that's a word. Submit, you've submitted to the Lord. It sounds good. I think it's right. You've submitted to the Lord every day, and now you actually are living out your faith and you are growing. Um, but I think for a lot of people that just aren't willing to actually put forth the legwork and they want immediate results instead of realizing that it takes time to, to, to change those things. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I think there's a lot that could be said about this topic. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you could literally spend multiple multiple sessions doing Bible study, prayer, um, how to serve people, um, how to, you know, love your neighbor, how to love uh, yourself even, because some people struggle with that. And um, yeah, we can do so many, yeah, we could talk a, a ton about this, but I actually think that we have a really strong foundation of understanding identity and then the actions that then follow. Uh, so I think, I think, we've done a good job and I appreciate you guys and, and your wisdom. Um, that's very appreciated. Um, so we're wrapping up. So we've got, uh, so as always, if you have questions, if you have questions, um, send them in, send them in the breakdown at RichardCreek.com. the breakdown at RichardCreek.com. You can send in your questions. We'll look to answer them. Um, we answered a ton of questions, because um, a ton of students were asking very similar questions about relationship with Christ. So, um, so yeah, send in your questions. Um, we'd love to answer them. Um, as always, thank you for listening. As always, thank you, Pastor Johnny. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, for sitting down with us. Uh, we will see you guys next week.